0: Alright everyone, welcome to the 2021 rescheduled Tokyo Games. My name, Chuck Skipman, and joining me as always, Tom Sumga, and uh, we're just getting geared up here for the men's 4x100. Yeah, that's right, Chuck. Uh, we're here to watch some of the best in the world run really, really fast. <laughs> Meanwhile, somewhere in the city... I'm gonna be so late. Alright, I'm just gonna cut through here. Sir, sir, you can't... Uh, I'm you sorry, can't, I know, I'm running late. Alright, folks, here we go, and we're off but to grass Canada to lead USA. Chuck, sorry to cut you off. Who's the guy in the jeans? Oh, I don't know, but he's moving. His shirt's on inside out. The guy's a mess, but he's passing the Argentinian sprinter coming up this on Germany. This man is moving, Chuck. Wow. Security's after him, but he's hustling, catching up on grass. Holy s, he's gonna do it. He's done it. He's still moving right out of the stadium. He's flying. Sorry. I'm sorry I'm late. A wreck. What's going on, guys? Uh, <laughs> there he is. There we go. Where the hell were you? Just a little late. Oh, yeah. this is a little continuation from the intro. I don't nice. know. It's funny. What are, you, it's what are you talking about? Yeah. You ran here from Tokyo. I, uh, wow. Do you think I could? I mean, like, I'm pretty. I, I'm not saying I could. I, do you think I could? Like, I mean, maybe. You're an idiot. Sit down. Ugh. <laughs> oh. All right. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm Kyle Moore. This is also me. Uh, And uh, you're, man, I am, (laughs) I'm gassed. Just like I ran so fast to get here. Keep going. Uh, All right, dude, calm down. doing so much right now. Uh, This is Life's Direct, the podcast where both of us explore the world of mental health through conversations with special guests and just, uh, you know, chatting amongst ourselves. We have to do it all day, every day. So if I have to live this hell, so do you. Massive shout out to longtime supporter of the podcast, Bree Good. I love Bree, just like a staple within the Life's Rec community. Like always, interacting on the lives, which are great. Little Wednesdays are incredible. Um, which, by the way, uh, they've been amazing lately. So definitely check out Wednesday nights over at uh, at Life's Rec Podcast on Instagram. And Bree wanted to shout out her friends yes, and family. Right. Uh, this is really nice. Who encourage her to be herself and achieve mm. her goals, um, which is oh, just great. Dude, such a such a beautiful shout out and like. Shout out to everyone who is out there just like supporting one another along their their past their journeys. Like it's great to see people just like living out their dreams, you know? Yeah, kind of like us with our next drop. Yeah, you know, I guess a quick update guys, we're currently working on getting our website up and running uh in tandem with that. Tandem. what? Oh, I don't know. Just kind of a funny word. Okay. Gibber. Yeah, like paired there's with that. Nothing uh, wrong with tandem. I'm just, Well, now you got me thinking if it's dumb or not. Just go. Okay, at the same time, oh uh, we're going to be releasing a line of hats, stickers, and uh, posters. Which, by the way, are just f- sick. That is a perfect way to put them. Uh, they're original designs from our incredible artists here at Life's Rec, Yvette, Sin, and Avery Woods. Uh, and 75% of the profits of those posters will be going directly towards them. Uh, so make sure to watch out for that in the next few weeks. I'm actually ridiculously excited for that. Getting into the episode, we can kind of uh, kind of get do the old kill two birds, one stone Yeah, with the partner of this episode, uh, because in introducing our guest... Uh, You know, we're already talking about Tether. So uh, this week on the podcast, we're talking with Chris Wilson. Uh, Chris is a men's coach, facilitator, and founder of the Unshakable Man Brotherhood, uh, which is an online community of conscious men holding space for connection, healing, and growth. Uh, And as I said, how I know him is as the leader of the monthly Tether pods that I'm a part of. Tether is a platform both Chris and I work with uh, that is a social media platform for men to connect with other men who may be struggling with elements of their mental health or day-to-day life. Uh, it's a great platform, so head over to the App Store or Google Play. Ugh, i getting to say it. Google Play Store today and just download it for yeah, free. Yeah, no. Tether's been, been great for us. Um, and uh, kind of... So I want to do the start of this episode a little bit differently because I think that, uh, you know, you're listening to a mental health podcast. So I think it's important that we kind of uh, learn to meet ourselves where we're at, like kind of do a little bit of a check-in. Uh, and that's something that uh, Chris... Um, is a huge believer in is doing check-ins whenever you come into a new space. Uh, You know, I learned that through the Tether Pods. And um, I thought it'd be kind of cool, like one of Chris's areas of expertise, like you'll hear in the podcast, uh, is training breath work and understanding how important just the simple act of breathing is. Um, And so I thought it'd be kind of cool to just like start with like a little short exercise in breathing and checking in and then we'll get into the full episode. Yep, we're all with a little check-in. Check-in with each other, check-in, you know, all around. Exactly. So Chris is going to walk us through this. Uh, so Chris, brother, welcome to the podcast. Take it away.
1: And so I'll go first, and I'll explain it. I'll go first, then you can go, and then the listener can go. Okay. Right? And so it's it'll be like they're in the room with us.
0: Mm, right? I like that. Right? Okay
1: this is this is a check-in that um that we use in our in our in our emotional awareness training groups and and, um, in our check-in groups as well as in our cohorts but i like to use it in the morning when i wake up i'll often do it when my feet touch the floor my feet get out of the bed and i'll just sit there and i'll silently or out loud i'll do this to just get out of my head and into my body and to start my day right so i'll talk through it and then do it and then I'll give you an opportunity to go. Awesome. So first let's learn the breath. We did it before. This is called a wave breath. And a wave breath is how you take a single deep, full breath, all right? So when you're breathing, you're not using, when you're normally breathing, you're not using your full lung capacity because there's a bunch of residual lung volume behind your belly button, right? like when you exhale, there's still a bunch of residual lung volume in there. You can continue pushing past the bottom, right? You can go Mm. and pull your belly in. Right. So this is why each of these wave breaths, you go first, you push the air out and pull your belly in. And then you naturally let your belly go and your belly fills up and then you breathe Mm. into your chest. And then if you want, Mm. you can sniff. And fill up the very top and then um. mm-hmm. and what you'll notice is your body sinks down to this spongy center right and that is this beautiful spot in the body where when you finish that breath your whole body is elastic mm-hmm. right and that's when you can feel the most sensation in your body is for that moment in Mindfulness practices, Buddhism, Zen practice. This is a very special spot right at the bottom of the natural exhale. That's where they'll sit because you can just sense everything going on before you naturally need to take another breath because breathing Mm. creates tension. Mm. So we're going to do three of these breaths. I'm going to exhale through my mouth and pull the air in my nose. And then I'm going to exhale. I'm going to say, I'm Chris and I'm checking in. And so this is three by three check-in. I'm going to notice three things in the room around me. I'm going to label them in a dry yet descriptive way. Hmm. And, I, and I want to listen for amplifiers, suppressors, judgments, and stories. Right. So when I do this, if I notice a, a trash can out on the street, which I noticed down on the street, if I say I notice a messy trash can, that's a judgment of the quality of the trash can. Hmm. So I'm not going to say messy. I'm just going to say I notice a trash can. Okay. Right? Uh, or if I notice on my body tension in my shoulders, I might say my no, shoulders are really tight. So instead of saying really, I'm going to say my shoulders are tight. Mm-hmm. Right? The reason we do the amplifiers and the suppressors and the judgments and the stories is because when we remove these, we connect with our experience more closely. Mm. I like that. We think that when we say, I feel kind of sad, we're being more specific, but we're actually mm-hmm. removing connection.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: Much more challenging to say, I feel sad than is to say, I feel really sad. Right. You just say, I feel sad or I feel joy. right? And it mm-hmm. gives you a choice to connect with it or not. Okay, so I'll notice three things around me, three ways I feel physically honoring my body, and then three ways I feel emotionally. Okay, and then I'll say I'm Chris and I'm checking in. So all you got to do while I do this is take me in and you can breathe with me if you want to start to get settled. All right. Mm -hmm. Chris and I'm checking in. I notice a pair of sunglasses with a thumb print on the lens. I notice a woman outside wearing all black. I notice the fog rolling over the hills in the distance. Physically honoring my body, I notice a pressure between my eyes just above my nose in my head i notice my my tongue is moist and wet in my mouth and i notice my belly just gurgled made a noise emotionally i feel caring excited and creative I'm
0: Chris, and I'm checking in. All right. Your turn. I'm Kyle, and I'm checking in. I see orange leaves on a tree. I see a wooden pencil holder, and I see a spider plant.
1: Great breath.
0: In honoring my body, I feel... I have a tightness in my jaw, I feel a contraction between my shoulders, and I feel my core shaking a little bit. Nope, not a little bit. I feel my core shaking. Nice. emotionally I feel relieved I feel happy I feel caring mm-hmm. I'm Colin I'm checking in
1: good to have you here kyle
0: thanks man how was so that for a you bit of, that was really nice that was good i liked the um the emotion was an interesting one because i was yeah. uh you know i was i really had to think about the last one
1: now the um, next the whoever is listening now's your turn yes, to go now's your absolutely. turn.
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put a little bit of music on and awesome. I'll, I'll i'll give them time for sure good to uh check in like that um but i think it's about time we get into it i absolutely agree indeed thanks chris how you doing
1: how is chris wilson physically i feel energized i notice tightness in my chest loosening as i notice it um I can taste the the uh, Indian food in my mouth that I just ate for lunch. And I can feel it <laughs> full in my belly, and mm-hmm. I feel hydrated and mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm clear. Mm. You know, my mind is here. Uh, emotionally, feeling. Stable and joyful, excited. Um, in my life, uh, this weekend and today, I, I was just telling a friend that I, I noticed that the things that I used to have as challenges in my life, um, uh, I had a really lovely experience this weekend uh, getting to be on retreat and, and um, with a bunch of unshakable men brothers and it was my first time getting to be around a a group of men in person in a long time and Mm -hmm. what i noticed there is that um all the things that i used to be headwinds the things that used to get my attention that would be the problems that i would say i had look at this long answer you're getting
0: because you asked me
1: how is is chris wilson doing uh (laughs) this is what i was
0: hoping for yeah
1: uh all those things are tailwinds now and what i mean by a tailwind is like those things that uh that push me that you forget are pushing you right Mm -hmm. like being on a downhill and you don't appreciate the downhill until you're going on an uphill and Mm -hmm. those things like my relationship with my fiance my 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 living situation and in a beautiful new neighborhood in san francisco um, um the base of my practice of my personal practice with myself um sitting with myself uh physical health all great uh, the area where I'm seeing the most challenge is in really stepping into, um, um, stepping into trusting myself in my practice as I as I lead the Unshakable Man Brotherhood. Um, mm-hmm. I notice over the past five years, uh, I've really, I used relationships with other people uh, to make me feel safe. Uh, mm-hmm. as I stepped into creative things and stepped into to leading men and, and being a men's coach and becoming a breathwork facilitator and, and, and holding space for, for, for men's circles. And mm-hmm. all those people were, were, were beautiful mentors and, and creative partners and, and business partners. Uh, but, but now I'm noticing that I've from a deep place inside, them. I'm I'm moving through these things on my own. And that's Mm. new, that's new. Mm -hmm. And it goes against all the scripting I used to have of, you know, you gotta be on a team, right? Like if you're not on a team, you're doing something wrong or it's bad to do things alone. Like, like if you're, if you're right, if you're, if you're on your own, you're, you're somehow lonely and it it has been lonely, but it's been about listening to myself and my friend today, he was telling me that he's a therapist. He was telling me that, um, uh, the, the the noise of the culture and society and relationships is really loud but that 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 voice of intuition that voice that inner voice is really quiet and sometimes you really need to be alone and that can be really scary to be alone long enough to hear that and i feel like i've been listening to it and it's been scary so Mm. that's how i'm how i'm doing
0: that's beautifully put man there's there's so many things in there that I just want to get into. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's what I love about that's what I love about long answers. I literally it is play. Um, what a great another great way of putting it. Uh, I the one thing the first thing that really kind of jumped out at me when you were talking there um, is the idea of the unshakable man um, because mm-hmm. obviously that's kind of what you've done over this past little bit and so I, I kind of want to know like what. Where did that come from? What, what is unshakable to you? What, uh, what makes you Mm unshakable?
1: Well, well, the unshakable man is a paradox there. There the unshakable man is shakable and it's, um, and in the beginning, I, I, I thought that there was this, like, uh, that in the beginning, in the beginning, right? Like, like there was a beginning, but, uh, (laughs) uh, In the past, before there was Spin the Unshakable Man, I would have thought the Unshakable Man was about being physically strong, uh, or being rigid, or being stoic. Uh, uh, but the reason why I've really loved the name and come to to really embody the name is because it, it to me, it embodies the the, the profundity of of the human experience. Of that, to be unshakable, you have to be flexible, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to let go. And
0: yeah, absolutely, uh,
1: and there, there are no good or bad emotions, there's only constructive or destructive reactions to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, a, a destructive reaction to an emotion is, is, is hardening to it, right? And so, an unshakable man is able to open, right? And I think, in the, in the process of surviving to get to where we are today, as, as young men and as men, as human beings, we learn to harden. Be from a survival mm-hmm. instinct to survive.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Right,
1: right. And so, I but then that with,
0: with that a lot, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and when we harden, we're doing that because we're we need to be safe. We need to feel safe, and it's about safety. This is where the psyche forms from a from a place of of, of fear, and the mind it's trying to keep you safe, right? And so, the unshakable man is a man that that has gotten to a certain place in his life. To where he starts to become conscious of this mm. and when you become conscious that you have been hardening you've been blocking off your heart right through the things right. circumstances things in your life in order to survive to get to where you are today it's a conscious choice to go and to choose to open right mm. and that an opening why would you is, just take is, a breath there because yeah yeah because that's the physical like in our in our physiology inhaling in my nose and then exhaling through my mouth allows the body to open right cuz if you go ahead and take a, a breath in your nose yeah where do you create tension
0: me personally i created it in my, my the middle of my back
1: yeah. Yeah. And I noticed yeah. your shoulders went back and your chin went up yeah. and your eyes looked up and it looked away from me. And it's like, you're like, it's natural. You just go, mm-hmm. but you weren't, you weren't breathing that way before you did it. Right. You were, no. you're breathing on, op- automatically.
0: Probably quite shallow as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then that exhale response. Right. And, and so in the nervous system, when you create tension in a, a flexible system is a healthy system. Right. And so when we start to create tension through the normal course of our day and our life, well, to move through it, we have to loosen it up and go. Ah. Mm. And so that, that unshakable man to answer your question is yes. a man that's come to a place in his life where he starts to be conscious of his hardening mm. right? where, that's, yeah. He's and he's consciously choosing to open right and that is challenging so there's mm-hmm. the hard way and the open way right one way we harden to our our environment and then we have to keep hardening to hold back the dam of our life right and we can do that for a certain period of time until we break and then there's the open way and what i want to point out is that they're both challenging but one leads to rigidity and, and riddle systems that break and the other only leads to having more energy right Mm. because when you open you free up the energy even though it's difficult like it's incredibly difficult i mean this is like like you know this is your spiritual journey this is opening up to trauma this is (laughs) opening up to anxiety right right Right? this is like choosing to not grab uh you know a cup of coffee or watch internet porn when like right or like to eat to binge eat, right? Like those sensations in your body are challenging the to Hell the, yeah. the, that pass through you. So
0: yeah,
1: opening. So that's what the chicken man is. He's the man that's gotten to a point where he notices that.
0: I the reason that I was kind of like, um, you know, I was really like, I was very passionate. I, I, you know, with the podcast when when my guests are talking, a lot of the times, you know, you're agreeing with them a lot, but I felt I felt myself very much leaning in towards the screen and leaning in towards there because that idea of recognizing the hardening. Um, Is something I really resonate with because Mm -hmm. I think that I got to a point in my own life and what kind of started, what was the catalyst behind all of this, behind talking with you, behind Tether, you know, working with Tether and the podcast and whatever it may be. Was this, was that my damn breaking after years and years and years and years of hardening and realizing that that had happened? Because I just, it was just subliminal. I just had no idea that I was pushing so much down and just creating that cocoon that just kept getting more and more and more and more and more and instead of a butterfly emerging it was like you know this explosion of just uh, emotion and and trauma and whatever um, Mm. pain that I just kept for so long and so I really I really feel that and I I would love to kind of know at what point in your life that realization came for you
1: oh at first I was gonna say congratulations for, for stepping into that into that <laughs> that opening for you, uh, and for me, it was uh, a massive anxiety attack at 28. After mm-hmm. um, there was definitely there was definitely another opportunity to, to to a loss of identity in my 20s when I was 22. I in high school I I chose not to go to college uh, to race bikes to try to make the U.S. national team. And I didn't wow. make didn't make the national team, but I did try for mm. five years. And uh, and when I crashed on my bike and broke both my arms, I couldn't race bikes anymore. And oh my god. That was a that was a challenging time in my life. And and it was a loss of, of this I am a cyclist. I am this this, this tough young man who the identity endurance yeah. athlete. Yeah. But what but at that time I didn't choose to continue to open. I didn't go into the deeper down. I was actually uh, I actually chose to put all of that energy into another identity and crafting a new one around being in, uh, in a career, right? Like I need to go get right. a job. And so I, I really killed myself and worked very hard to win again at something else. And that was software sales. But I think the, the great thing about pushing yourself to get to some you know, egoic, uh, candy mountain in the sky type thing is if you actually get there, you realize, uh, that's a, that's from, um, uh, that's from a, a letter by uh, Hunter S Thompson, by the way, that's not from me, but he calls it the candy mountain in the sky. Um, and if that. you, and if you get, if you get there is you find out that, that it actually doesn't help you be happier. Um, right. and, and so when I got, when I was 28, I had gotten my dream job in San Francisco. I got asked to move to this place to, to, to be a, a software salesman. And I got here and I very quickly discovered that um, my body told me that I didn't want to be like the guys that were, I had previously looked up to for 10 years. And even right. then, I didn't want to be them in 10 years. And that loss, that feeling that led to a complete, my body rejecting doing my job wow started getting i started getting itchy at work started getting hives um on so my physical arms. symptoms uh-huh yeah it was and i didn't know at that time that that was anxiety and um and how did i react to it i pushed harder right so instead of listening to my body and in noticing my breath and going and learning to soften and to listen to my body i pushed harder i i, I made more calls i i I drove myself to, to achieve this thing. And I, I suppressed those things and mm. um, and eventually got a massive anxiety attack in front of a room of people. And, and um, it embarrassed me so much and scared me so much that it made me realize like, I, I, this is my body telling me that this is not what I want to be doing.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And
1: that led that, me here seven years that's, later.
0: It's so it's so incredible that it was that it was so physical because i think that like i always hear about people saying oh you're going to stress yourself into the ground and that kind of stuff but like to hear that it manifested so literally physically with hives and itchy and 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 those kind of sorry
1: emotions are physical emotions are not explain,
0: explain that explain that
1: yeah have we talked about this before or is this new
0: this, I think we might have touched on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have Touched on it a little this bit. This is in, a big group, one. Would, this is very, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This,
1: is, this is important. This is like a. This is a cool thing to. I feel to like a lot of people need connect. to hear this because. Yeah, yeah. This is emotions are are so. First, I'd like to say that there is no current definition of an emotion that researchers agree on. So the best thing we can do is look at different descriptions of emotion, uh, definitions of emotions, and choose the one based on who we want to agree with. And, and so the person that's that, convenient. the, the per, it, well, that's wild. What's wild is that yeah. you can't measure an emotion, right? All we mm-hmm. can measure are the biomarkers of it. So if you see like a, a body chart with scanned and images and they say, there's popular ones out there that say, this is fear. This is joy. It's actually not yeah. true. That's not right. That's not true. It's not um, uh, like saying uh, a habit takes 30 days to create a habit. That's not true. Um, it actually can create and happen very quickly.
0: Are you Uh, telling me there's lies on the internet?
1: Yeah. No, but they're myths, Crazy, right? Like they're myths, (laughs) right? right? And so this is, so the one that I like is from Dr. Eve Ekman and her research with her dad, her father, Dr. Paul Ekman, who uh, wrote the book on basic, on emotional intelligence and with the Dalai Lama. And they did a 10-year study on simply what do emotions researchers around the world agree on? and they just wanted to see cross cultures like right because some cultures have different feeling terms so what emotions are the basic emotions and uh and so what she said is that a an emotion is a physical sensation that is happening in the body or on the body that the mind is consciously or subconsciously aware of that is telling the brain that something important is happening to the body's
0: well-being
1: wow so an emotion is a physical sensation like go ahead and touch your body go like physical sensation right the mind and the mind is not in the brain the mind is everywhere so the mind is consciously or subconsciously aware of that's sending a signal to the brain that something important is happening to the body's well-being
0: wow yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I love thinking about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes me feel very, like I'm very in touch with myself.
1: Yeah. So now a feeling is your relationship with that.
0: That yeah, makes a lot of sense.
1: Right. And the yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. is cognitive. So the feeling is in your mind, Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the mind's relationship with the emotional experience and that comes from your perceptual database and your past experience right so when i have a trigger when something happens in your environment that triggers an emotional response you have your perceptual database of things that have happened in the past that have triggered a similar physical reaction in the body and then it unconsciously triggers a response very quickly. And if you slow that response down with the breath, now you get to actually choose a response rather than a reaction. And that's why your feeling about the emotional sensation that you're having in your body can change if you slow your breathing down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So anxiety and anxiety and excitement are the same physiological response in the body, but you have a different relationship with them, different feeling about it. Interesting. Right. So if I tell you, like, if you're getting stage fright and you're scared to get on stage and your blood pressure goes up and you're like, I have anxiety. Right. If I say, well, let's get excited, your feeling about the anxiety changes. The emotion doesn't go away. You just mm-hmm. change your relationship
0: with it. That I mean, I can imagine that that... Uh, and and I, I think that I've spent enough... Um, you know, a, a fair amount of time around the mental health space. And that, mm-hmm. that idea of slowing things down has, be, has gotten easier mm-hmm. and easier just over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for somebody who's listening to this episode and maybe is going like... Is going, that sounds absurd to be faced with an obstacle that triggered... Like a face with a trigger and then to be able to recognize that take a step back take a breath and then choose mm. that seem that might might seem like a lot so i'm just kind of curious like what that progress what that progression looks like of just recognition
1: so let, but let's let's like make this in the moment right so right now yep. go ahead and just push the air out of your mouth and go and pull your belly in and go push 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 and then go mm. And then sniff. And then. All right. We'll do one more full round. So you're going to push the ear out and do duck lips. Go. And then. And now what do you notice? Just notice your body.
0: I, the first thing that my mind jumped to was, uh, was how hot it is in the room. Uh, yeah. yeah, just a bit of a, a bit of an awareness of my surroundings, but I also feel a lot of, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of, uh, I feel very, just like, I feel much more present actually in this conversation yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just two breaths.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So the more you do that, like, uh, do you have a, do you have a, a wallet that you keep in your back pocket?
0: Uh, I do. It's on my desk right now, but I do usually keep it in my back pocket. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So like the wallet effect of like, how often do you not, when your wallet is in your back pocket, you don't feel it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. But if I put a rock under your butt, you would.
0: Right. Right. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. At certain times, like, right. So that what's happening is, is your, your awareness of your awareness is placed on something it's placed on what's moving you're tracking all the time and so your bot you actually it's not that you don't feel your wallet it's that you're not aware of the sensation under your butt anymore because it becomes normal right and so when you take that breath the sensation is happening in your body you're just not aware of it Right. And this is why an emotion is a physical sensation in the body that the mind is consciously or subconsciously aware of. So the emotions can be happening, but you don't have a feeling about it until it becomes anger or anxiety or stress until it breaks through. But the more you relax, you're actually and the more you seek sensation in and on your body as a muscle, the more you actually start to be able to physically feel. So Mm -hmm. you can actually get more attuned to your body right and more aware just like a hunter that moves through the woods and can like sense like where the deer is you can become better at that right but when you haven't brought your practice bringing your awareness into your body and you've been cultured to be up in your freaking head all the time like and you and you use your psyche to protect yourself so you think oh i'm going to logically figure this out well like we actually aren't doing that. Our bodies are, are emotionally figure things out much more quickly than we can intellectually do it. And so when I feel you like say a lot that, of
0: people, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, I was just well, going to say in my, in my experiences, and I don't, because this is one of those things that I have to catch myself on a lot that we talk about in tether is speaking from you and people and that kind of stuff versus for me using other people's
1: uh, experience to explain your own. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, I, I find that I'm somebody who can kind of like get overwhelmed by the, 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 the idea of just being, of just letting it flow and not, and not having that perception of control over, over the, what's, what's going to come out in a way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you said the idea of the perception of control,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but the, you don't, Ideas don't create. Sen- uh, you don't feel an idea. You feel the sensation. Your relationship with the idea. So you're actually having a problem with the, the discomfort in your body that the idea is creating.
0: For people listening, I'm smiling right now. That's yeah, uh, yeah. A- a- in, yeah. Uh, yeah, thoughts. You can't. Okay, you yeah. can't.
1: You, know, you don't feel a thought. Thoughts are cognitive. You don't. The 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 mind doesn't have emotions. The mind, the thoughts trigger emotions, right? And those emotions are based on your past experience. Right. So if you're uncomfortable, like the fastest way to get comfortable with your life is for you to get comfortable. Like that's the only way. Now things will never get better on the outside. It's only on the inside. And when you Mm -hmm. get better at being okay with things being uncomfortable, now things are okay. Said differently, it's the Alan Watts backwards law. Alan Watts said, Wanting any experience that you're having to be different than it is, is a bad, is a negative experience. Accepting an experience for what it is, is a positive experience. And the only place you can do that acceptance is internally.
0: Hmm.
1: In Stoicism, they talk about like, like the man who wins over himself, like conquers himself.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what
1: you're doing. You're conquering yourself. That's what, that's where the game is played
0: interesting that kind of just that that put me in a i i thought back to my university days when you said that funny enough and i thought about like going out and that idea of like you'd go out some nights and you'd be like oh this sucks you know blah 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 blah. but there would always be that one guy uh who you know Mm -hmm. i i had a friend who was just he just it never he never tried to make the the night or anything or the hanging out with friends anything that it wasn't and i think that that really kind of just made me a moment of realization where I was like, oh man, maybe that guy had it right. Maybe that guy wasn't searching for the perfect night. He was just there.
1: Yeah. Having ne- ne- reduced or no expectations.
0: Yeah. Which is yeah. funny because I talk about ex- the idea of expectations all the time because I'm somebody who self-imposes huge expectations, uh, mm-hmm. at times unrealistic expectations. And that's something that I work on daily. Um, and then we'll feel... uh will feel negatively towards the discomfort, the discomfort that I feel over not hitting those uh, Mm -hmm. goals in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Already we're like 30 minutes in and I'm like having like, I've had like three epiphanies. So this is, uh, we're already off to a great start.
1: (laughs) I hope it's not too esoteric. It's uh, no,
0: no, it's really it's really good. I hope that I hope that everybody's uh, listening to this. I've actually gotten back into listening to podcasts recently, um, because I just kind of got away from it when it's when it becomes work. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't necessarily know if I want to listen to other podcasts um, in fear of uh, whether it might be comparison or, or whatever it might be. Um, but I've gotten back into it. So this is a, this is a really interesting one. I hope that everyone kind of is like listening to this and engaging with it, uh, as much as like engaging with the conversation as much as I'd like to think I am.
1: Well, I hope they send you a message to Kyle at (laughs) at com, right? Is that what it is?
0: Exactly. Uh, Yeah. It's, uh, uh, we're working on the website right now.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Or they can send one to Chris at unshakableman.com.
0: But there you go. To your, to, your, to your
1: point before though with the breath, it sounded like mm-hmm. you were like, well, how long does it work? How long does it take to work? Is yeah. what it sounded like you were asking.
0: That's I, that is a great way of summing it up.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's immediate and it and it's not um, like one of the things that we're talking about here is that I'm, you're always having an experience. emotional awareness is your experience of your life emotional intelligence is what you do with the awareness if you don't have awareness if you limit your emotional awareness you reduce your intelligence right Mm -hmm. and so the the more awareness you can have of your of your physical state right? Of the, like your body is scanning all of this information, 80% of the fibers go from the body up to the brain and only 20% go to the brain down. So when you say mindfulness or when you say mental health, it's really uh, like mindfulness is really bodyfulness, right? Like it's not, mental health is not a separate system, right? It's all, it's your whole system working together, right and so getting going bottom up is what's being proven to work much better than top down right like so focusing
0: on things like eating well exercising um or does it go a little bit uh, uh,
1: uh, yeah way deeper than that yeah Um, rather than trying to
0: figure out
1: so if i'm like what's what's something that's hurt you? Like what's something that's bothered you in your life? Like a, a, a lowercase traumatic experience with another human being or person, or
0: sure. Yeah. Um. I what what jumps up for me immediately because of your story about the having the anxiety attack. Um. At uh, at work. Uh. In a past relationship, I had a major anxiety attack with uh an ex girlfriend, and mm-hmm. um it was just handled poorly uh will say from all parties involved um so mm. i'd say that that's probably kind of what i just in a car driving to the airport you know knew that i wasn't going to see her for a couple months yeah. and had a big anxiety attack and uh and it just kind of turned things quite sour um so i'd say that that that's yeah. what pops up to me just because i was thinking of anxiety attacks yeah
1: yeah okay so now we have two directions we could go i want you to tell me more about the story of her and relationship with you uh how you're interested in like what your relationship was and you could tell me that story right like probably right okay but i don't want you to
0: okay good (laughs) i just want to say
1: like you, you could go into that story right i could yeah okay so that's cognitive stories are related like you have a story about what happened and she has a story about what happened and you can repeat Mm -hmm. that story in your head and try to figure it out and try to analyze it and intellectualize it maybe even structure your environment for the future so that this doesn't ever happen again right but then what you're doing is Mm -hmm. you're needing your environment to be a certain way so you can be safe so you're actually Mm. making yourself more unsafe because now if you ever run into someone who's like her again, or something that reminds you of that, it's just going to, it might re-trigger something that's related to that experience. Now what I want to point out is, how are you feeling in your body right now while we talk about
0: this? Um. I noticed myself physically move back a little bit in the chair uh distant make a little bit more distance between myself and the microphone uh, possibly mentally between myself and the conversation um but also when you when you talked about that um the the structuring an environment and how if it's not a certain way that made me feel very that that was again another one of those moments of like Oh, the little light bulb moment of like that makes a lot of sense, uh, yeah. which kind of made me feel a little bit more open and pulled me back in.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you're so going bottom down is just what am I feeling? Where do you feel in your body? What do you need? Right? And when you're you and I, like if I if I'm doing one of these experiences, it would be when my mm. um, when my when my creative partner and business partner and I uh, decoupled when he and he went off to do his own thing and I went to go do my own thing. I felt an incredible amount of abandonment,
0: right?
1: Mm. It had nothing to do with him because it reminded me of a time inside. I could try to work it out with him and say, you're abandoning me. But he, it wasn't that. It was triggering a place inside, an abandonment wound. He was helping me uncover this wound that had been there from when I had felt abandoned in my past. Mm. Right? And the way to get into that to, is to bring my awareness out of what happened in the story in my head, and to bring it into my body, and to start to get with that experience. Hmm. To be like, what am I feeling in my body? Where do I feel it? What do I need? What do I want? Right? And then to sit with it. And the more that you can sit with that experience, when the in the and it's helpful to do this with someone like someone like myself, who. you're you're relaxing and opening, connecting to that place inside. And then it starts to change, starts to shift, right? And then because these emotions are information and it starts to, your relationship with it shifts. And so then you start to learn how to soothe, how to heal that place inside, that abandonment wound. And so instead of reacting from it, you're reacting for it, asking what it needs. Right, and so when you do that, that now you're becoming, you're healing, you're becoming more capable of of taking care of yourself, which is self leadership, and now you don't need you're you're able to uh, really you're 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 moving up in consciousness, you're becoming more conscious, right? right?
0: What does what does your um, uh, practice in in what you just explained look like?
1: Personal practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the best one to describe, best example for me, is with my partner, with my fiance mm. Anna. Mm. Okay, so um, when uh, first thing is that the problems in my life are my curriculum, and we each have our own, right? So when when I notice a problem, it's not I have a problem with this, and I need to analyze it and figure out the problem. It's what is this here to teach me. What is my intention with it? And how can I show up in a more empowering way? But the only way to get into those questions is to slow the heck down and be like, whoa, I am, I am upset. That triggered mm-hmm. me. That made me angry. And so notice how I went to someone who's close to me because she's got this pl- close relationship. She is most capable of triggering me, right? Because I'm intimate. Mm-hmm. I'm open with her. And I'm right. like, how could you ever hurt me right like i'm opening mm. up to you you're you're my partner like like you shouldn't be doing this right like you shouldn't right, do right, this right. you should care for me but and so what the, the trick that i have with this is the thing i tell myself is that my partner is my tour mentor
0: say that again my partner is my tour mentor tour mentor yeah, like, oh, like she's oh, twisting okay. the thing, right? Gosh. But it's dash
1: yeah, it. <laughs> mentor So she's mm. mentoring me, helping me find places inside that are wounded, that are hurt, mm. that I can't find on my own. It's mm. really difficult to do this on your own. You need your environment to find what's wounded, right? Because mm. by being in relationship with someone or a business partner or a creative project or a business right? You create problems. And then it's like, how do I overcome this? How do I open up to this? How do I get through it? And so when she does that, this is is like parts work is when I get in an argument or when I get, I get triggered or something happens in the kitchen is I notice it and I do what's called a cutting breath. This is something I teach in coaching and the cutting breath is to just go because that cuts out my automatic negative thinking of, like mm-hmm. like, uh, let's say I'm washing dishes and we're having a conversation but then she says something to me and I'm not listening and then she gets my attention this is real and I listen and then she says I don't want to repeat myself anymore mm-hmm. I wish you would listen to me mm-hmm. right and I immediately am like oh, I, right. I did something wrong I did something mm-hmm. wrong I'm, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. I'm not bad I'm not bad I want you to tell me I want you to tell me that's coming from this little boy in me Mm. that that's like she thinks that and you know what maybe she's just tired or she hasn't eaten and she wants to make something into this being my problem right into a problem well when i get into that you can either get into an argument or cut through it and then come back to this place inside and feel that part of me that is that's wounded and, and speak for it, not from it, right? So that then when we come back, I can speak for that part of me, right? And mm-hmm. not from it. Speaking from it is when you get taken over by it and you're like, I need you to be this certain right. way, right? Yep. And Notice I start pointing my finger, right? right, And it becomes a, that entire relationships are built on that way of being, right? Where you're, yeah. you're forcing your partner to be a certain way. Man, I'm like talking way too much, I feel like. at
0: this. No, dude, not at all. No, that's the thing is like, that's what, that's what I see my job as is I'm not, uh, you know, the idea of being a podcaster interview, it's like, I love the idea of just like curating people's stories, experiences, learnings, and then just putting them all in like a little collection and pushing it out into the world. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's really, for, for those who, um, are listening, like the, what, what, uh, how do you go about a cutting breath?
1: Anytime you notice yourself being triggered or upset yep. by something, it's usually uh something gets in your way in your path of life, right? Mm-hmm. So um, frustrating email, text message from somebody, right? Uh that that wounds you, that it places a finger on a wound, right? If you notice yourself getting hijacked, you just go, Whoa.
0: so a big deep breath through the nose quickly? Fast. Fast, Fast. deep Fast breath through breath the nose. Into the nose. Just, mm. Okay
1: with your Mm -hmm. mouth shut and it creates a lot of tension in your neck right and then when you exhale through your mouth it releases it Mm -hmm. right and it just cuts off the vagus nerve and gives you a moment to become conscious to choose a more empowering way to show up right Mm -hmm. just creates this tiny
0: gap uh Mm -hmm. i know you got five minutes left so i got two quick questions for you and then we're we're good man Sure. Awesome. Uh, the first question is, is I like to give out a challenge to my listeners at, at the end of every episode, um, something that they can take into their week, month, year, whatever it may be, um, just to, to just kind of help them live a happier, more fulfilled, more present, mm. conscious life. Uh, and, and you know, given all your experience um, and uh, and all the work that you've done within this space, I would really love to know what's a challenge that you would put forth to my listeners who are listening to this right now.
1: mm. To notice the next time you're saying, I have a problem with. Okay. So to to prime them to notice themselves having a problem with something or someone. And then to ask themselves three questions to become conscious. So first, when they notice they have the problem, it's, wow, I have a problem with something. And go, wait, whoa. Take a deep breath and then ask yourself, what is this here to teach me? what is my intention and then how can i show up in a more empowering way to make Mm. that happen i love that what is this here to teach me what is my intention here and how can i show up in a more empowering way to make that happen
0: Mm.
1: and if you can do that challenge man yeah yeah and just do it whenever you can i love it yeah
0: i love it that is great that is great uh, and then the, the the final final question I have for you is just how pe- how can people connect with you? I, I want some I want some shameless plugs here.
1: Yeah, unshakableman.com. That's that's pretty much there it right there. Yeah, you find all my contact info there. Uh, we run a men's emotional awareness training cohort uh, every quarter. Uh, these are opportunities for men who are going through a transition in their life, uh, maybe a dark night of the soul, maybe an opportunity to really shift their identity, like a loss of a job or a change in their career. Um, or maybe even just old age and just looking back on your life or young uh, young men, any age, uh, or you're, you're showing up in your, in your conscious relationship, right? You're going through a breakup, you're consciously dating, uh, you really want to have intimacy with your partner. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, that, that's all the types of guys that would be interested. And what we do is we learn like how to slow things down. Yeah, we slow things down and we learn how to increase our emotional awareness. That we can show That's up great, in a more man. empowering way. I'm That's shaking. great.
0: I highly, I highly recommend uh, everyone go check that out because Chris has been, uh, Chris has been, uh, you know, not only a great guest but uh, definitely a a mentor to me and everybody who's worked with Tether and uh, yeah. So thank you, Chris, for just the time and everything and being here and, and just sharing your story with us, your wisdom. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and thank you so much, Kyle. And also, I will say, you guys should go out. Please go out, check out Tether. Uh, Matt and mm, Addison yeah, and the team there are doing really really great work. Uh, the pods have just been an amazing thing to be able to be a part of over the past seven months, and it brought me to you, Kyle. And yep, yeah. it's, uh, it's been really special.
0: Man, I, I love how insightful that is. Absolutely, like, it's really cool to learn about more. Um, nuances of the relationship between emotions, feelings, physical versus mental. It's super, super cool. I mean, fuck, dude. We edited the damn thing and we're going to have to listen back to get it all. No, definitely not something that you hear once and just like get, you know uh but i can't thank chris enough for spending the time with us today his all of his socials will be down in the description of the uh, podcast uh and, and just thank you for all of everybody taking the time to uh listen and uh if you want to keep the conversation going hit us up at life's Wreck podcast or at morsey on instagram yeah we love you and just remember also do your challenges yes do your challenge it's important it's why pull we it do together them. people god kids these days also life's a wreck so we'll see you in two weeks